Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. On today's show, we have Togozile Manguiro. Uh, Togozile is, actually, let me just start from the beginning. So Togozile has a bachelor's in IT and your master's in IT as well. Mm -hmm. And you worked in in corporate, in IT for a while. For a long time. And then boom, 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 jiki, jiki. (laughs) You started a natural, what is it? Nyla Naturals. That's where you started in 2015. You founded Nyla Naturals. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, you founded Nyla um, a hair care range, yes. which I love, by the way. So I actually do use your product. Wow. Even yeah. before I met you. Really? Yes, I'm not joking. I Really? The <laughs> hair oil, the, yes. the nourishing hair yes, oil, because yes. my hair is like... Yeah. Like, but it's beautiful. My hair is the 4C of 4C. Everybody says my hair is the most skilled part of everything. No, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> my hair, nah, so, like, your oil has saved me. So I was wow. using your oil, and then at the event, I got the conditioner, and oh, that has wow. changed my life. Yes. Anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's how I was also so excited to hear your story when I went to this event mm. um, because I was like, ah, I use your product. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't even that's know it was awesome. a black, amazing woman behind the brand. Amazing. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on the podcast, we like to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So tell us a bit about who you are, who is Togozile, what has led to you being who you are today? Oh, wow. Such a long story. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I start? Um... I was born and raised in a township in the West Rand, Kahiso. Um, I'm a Krugersdorp girl. I mean, I grew up there all my life. I did my matric there. Um, I was in a convent, St. Ursula's convent there. Um, yeah, so that's where I grew up. Um, I grew up under a household full of academics and people that educate. So my grandparents were the principal and the teacher of the school I went to mm. as a grade one In the child. same, same school. <laughs> so it was really, people thought we owned the school, mm. we didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up under people who were very um, structured and all about academics. So it was all about if you don't go to school, you won't amount to anything. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um and I grew up with a mom who's also a teacher. So, I mean, everybody was everybody that I knew around me was around study, study, study. The harder you work, yeah, so I'm a workhorse till today. And I remember as a young child, I wanted to do law only because we had an aunt who was the first black woman attorney in South Africa. Oh, wow. Obviously, you don't know that. You just look up to her as you're growing up. Yeah. But she was a lawyer and I just wanted to be her when I grew up. Um, so yes, yeah, uh, more academic than anything mm. growing up. Mm. Um, and then we moved into a suburb called Nortjevo, still in Krugersdorp. So if you look at how we grew up, it was quite a small world. You didn't have too, too much exposure. I mean, my dad tried to expose us a lot, but you didn't have too much exposure around what the world was all about. You were just inspired about uh, around people that were around you, influence yeah, around education. You I mean, if you look at the world today and back then, it was two different worlds, yeah. very apartheid as well. So mm-hmm. you are sectioned off. Yeah, and I don't know, a, a much smaller world than we live in now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, completed my, my trick in, 
in a convent. I wanted to always move her as a girl's school. My mom was like, you're not moving. You're not going to any boys' school. You're like, you're staying <laughs> <laughs> So a little bit backwards in my thinking, uh, when I got to matric, I qualified for, for law. I wanted to go to varsity. I qualified for law. I qualified for political sciences at the University of Pretoria, law, law adverts, ready to go to school, but you don't have enough money to go to school. So then I had to take a gap year. And I almost think my mother orchestrated how I got into IT. So my the IT part was not my choice. It wasn't one of those, okay, I love IT so much. Love technology. Going, I love I love how how the law works and I think I would have been an amazing lawyer but when I got into technology the fact that I pulled off I'm just like I don't know I, did. I just think it's hard work <laughs> yeah honestly yeah. I don't think I'm the most intelligent I'm not technical or anything but I've built a technical career so it's crazy for me um yeah that's like my quick background upbringing academic getting into IT yeah, and getting all the way to master's degree. Why, why did you, like, did you know that you were going to study all the way up to your master's? Because I didn't. It's all around that whole workhorse, get educated, academic, academic. It's almost like you're conditioned a yeah. certain way. So all you know is you must get to the top of the, I've always seen myself as being at the top of the top of whatever it is I'm working on. Okay, so if it was going to be studying, right, to it was to going the, to be the highest yeah. order. If you got you advocate and judge and whatever you call mm. it, I was going to be that. Um, and yeah, as I say, it's just conditioning, really. Um, we're very ambitious at home. I've got two brothers, and we always ask each other, like guys, the things we do, like why are we so ambitious? We're extra, extra. The things we do are extra, extra. You know, just like okay. Whew, Comfort level, I can chill. No, always like overdoing it. <laughs> uh. um, and yeah, I was in corporate for about 10 years. 10 years? Was it actually 10 years? Actually 10 years? Yeah. So how did you, how was your journey in corporate? I, so, I always ask about corporate because I'm in corporate yes. and we know corporate is, yeah. <laughs> corporate back then was go to work and, and, and your, all your dreams will come true. Mm. That's what, we didn't see it as corporate as now. Now we work, now we can see... It's highlighted what happens in corporate. So mm. when I started, um, it was a small company called uh, Striata. They're huge now. But they were a start-up kind of... So they had a CEO who's the founder of mm. that business. So I'm lucky enough to have worked for two businesses like that, where the CEO was the founder of the business. So okay. you could actually see the person who owned the business and how the business grew. And in retrospect... It's quite interesting that I'm in my own business watching how that is growing, very similar to what I saw. Mm. Um, so I, I worked for Striata for about four years. Um, and even in that space, after two years, so I studied and I worked doing my honors in Striata. And I was like, listen, I've finished my degree. I'm ready for the next level. I've finished my degree. I'm ready for this. I've, you know, I've, I've always wanted more. Mm. And I'm always... I'm almost obsessed about growth because I think when you get comfortable in a space, you'll never grow. So I'm very uncomfortable with that comfort level of just sitting in a space. When I feel really, I step up and I'm like, mm. so you'll find that I would be changed in two different departments in whenever I worked. So Instriata then became a database administrator. And I think that defined who I am in the IT space now is that I started off in the web space. Mm-hmm. And then moved into the database administration, database analytics, and finished my master's in BI. 
so business intelligence. Um, and then after Striata, it was it was okay. It was just a startup, getting to know how to get into corporate, very young still. And as I said, was still studying. So mm. doing a lot of things at the same time. And then I got a job at FMB. And wow, I thought that was the biggest, <laughs> biggest move. Look, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be a C. You oh, made it. I've made it. I've won. <laughs> and got to FNB. And I think my first year was phenomenal. Because when I got in, I've met the, they've got different CEOs in different departments. Mm. And under my CEO, I was like, listen, you inspire me. I want to be a CEO just like you. And she was like, it's amazing that you just step up and just say, I want to be a CEO, considering how low you are in the, <laughs> in the food chain. Um, and then she was like, get into the innovation space in FMB. So FMB is one of the most innovative banks yeah. in the world. And if you get into the innovation spaces, all the people that come up with anything and they come up and they say, um, I've got this idea notion invention can we implement it into the bank system and then the, the, they kind of celebrate that and they give mm. the person the prize so i was a champion around that okay and i have different people coming to me and saying we've got this invention you almost push it over to the ceo so the michael jordans we presented to them the caesar and masadas we mm. presented to them and that for me was such a that's huge I, yeah that's just a huge opener and i loved that i loved the process how how um, everyone thought, everybody thought out, out of the box and you're celebrated for that. Mm, right? Encouraged. And, right. Mm. So winning champion of the year and all of that around FMB was, was very motivational for me. So I, like, I, I love that. I love being ambitious and working in a space that was progressive. I love that. Then I got to a point where I felt like, oh, and I did my master's. I started my master's at FMB and I got to a place where I stagnated, right? Where the departments were changing. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready for growth. I need to move forward. And they were like, nope, you're not moving forward. So that's the first time I felt like corporate was stifling. Mm. It didn't feel like I was going to find growth in that space. And then I had to leave the company. <coughs> it's okay. So usually people don't quite leave FMB. Even the guys that I worked with then, have found their growth path within the bank. I felt I had to leave the bank. And uh, even though they tried to keep you, I was like, no, I don't find any growth paths here. Or I, can't, I can't see any growth, growth paths. I'll move into another banking space. So I moved to a company called Paycorp, where they do payment solutions for every other bank but FNB, funny enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? And there I think I bloomed for about two years got to a place where I was like, I need to grow again. And I got into a space that I had to head teams, right? But I don't know if it was, I was not ready to head teams, but it's almost like we malfunctioned. We'd not sleep for three days at a time. Mm. And it got to a place where I was so exhausted. Yeah, That's when I let go of corporate. It was so terrible. So people's journeys in corporate are usually very fun and they enjoy it, whatever. I got to a place where I'm like, wow, because I'm a high performer, I felt abused. So you'd have to hire two DBAs to work together. They only hired me for seven months to work the job alone. You for know, the job so of at two the end DBAs, of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, I was like, this is almost abusive. It's exhausting. 
by the time I left, I was just that had it. But there is like a path of how Nalataka then comes into play. So it's always like in retrospect, like if you're going through it, it's difficult, it's tough, you're not seeing what you're you doing, you're just anything, like running, yeah. you don't see anything. But when you get to after that part, which is growth as well, when you look back, you then realize, oh, but it's almost like Nalataka is pulling you closer. So while I was working in corporate, I was looking at how I was struggling with my hair, my natural hair, right? By the way, just for so our listeners know, your dreads oh. go up to like... <laughs> yeah, 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 they're up here. Yeah, I don't want to feel them yeah. today. They're a mess. Wow, like your it's hair is rich and it's... Okay, so yes, as you see, <laughs> I, can't be, I just can't believe your hair. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so this very hair, um, the journey there around Nalotica is that... Uh, while I was working, getting tired and getting exhausted, I was like, I don't know what to do with this hair. It's so dry all the time. Should I cut it? But I've been growing. So my thing was, I'm never going to cut my hair. Everybody would ask, when are you going to like cut your hair? And I was like, never. I'm going to When do you start growing your dreads? Right after my trick. Oh. Okay. And so it had been like 14 years of struggle. Oh, wow. Not knowing what to do with my hair. Yeah. And I thought, so yeah, I used to walk around shelves and, and, and thinking, there must be something that must penetrate this hair and make it soft and manageable, but there was nothing. So I'd walk up and down the shelves looking for any product. Mm. Back in the day, it was relaxers, first of all. So nobody was catering to, the, to mm -hmm. natural hair. Um, yeah, it was my dark and lovely. Yeah, that's it. And I don't even know anything about those, but you use Caucasian sh uh, um, shampoo. Mm. You take any shampoo and just put it in your hair and they'd strip all the natural oils. It would be just a mess, you know. So then you'd use like one brand for dreadlocks. There's just nothing on the market. And then I started researching natural, natural ingredients to penetrate the hair, but then we just sit on top. So like your coconut oil wouldn't penetrate anything. Mm. Your shea butter wouldn't penetrate anything. And I was like, I need it raw. Maybe if it's raw, it's going to penetrate. Uh, you know, something must work. And as I bought raw, raw uh, shea butter, it would stink up the house for like three days. So, you know, it was working backwards. And then at some point when I went to buy shea butter from some factory, I don't remember where, there was a poster there saying, do you want to start your own brand or something like that? Or do you want to create your own product? And I was like, absolutely. Okay. And I started calling around. They were like, no, we don't have space for you, but contact this person. And that person who started the formulation and it took forever. It was up and down. Let me test in the hair. No, it doesn't work. Send it back and just, you know. So we focused on functionality. And funny enough, in IT, all you focus on is functionality. Yeah. Everything must work first, right? <laughs> <laughs> you test it until it goes production. Yes. So um, that's what we did with the hair care. And when I launched it, it's like when people felt it, they were saying, what is the stuff? Like, how is this possible that this stuff works? On the spot, when I stand, I can feel the hydration. Mm. I can feel the moisture as I'm standing here. And the day we launched, I think it was like the 27th of Feb, 2016. Um, it, yeah, it, it was like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was doing it anyway. Because when we launched, we were just like, but you needed media, but you needed this. Like, <laughs> but I don't know anything about the business a, a, a product, product uh, launch space. I don't know anything about that. I'm just kind of launching into the market. Were you alone? Were you? Did you have a team at that time? No, no. So I had been doing Nalotica alone for the longest time, including designing the labels, 
filling in the product, mm. putting it online, creating the website, all of that. I just done it by myself, but also it didn't feel funny because it was just you creating product. It didn't feel like it was something foreign. Mm, and you're enjoying it. it. You're doing it for right. yourself as well. You know, mm. um, and then putting it onto the market. By the way, I've got a brother who has been in the retail space for about eight years. So he was like, you have to taste things and put them in the market. Okay. For some reason, I was like, I'm certain about Heike. That's something I'm certain about. For whatever reason, I knew that people were struggling with the same thing. Um, and I think the one thing that helped was that I joined a, what do you call them? Um, it's right here, tip of my tongue. <laughs> Um, where they walk you through how you build a business. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you when I remember. Okay, okay, okay. But in there, they were like, you have to test your market and do your market research. So that's mm. where I started asking people, like, do you have dry hair? Oh, like, oh, seven of us out of ten have got dry hair. Oh, more people have got breakage. Oh, more people. So we started learning okay. how... How, how many issues are around dry hair? Remember, my issue is just my hair's dry. It needs to work. Then the product works. But now you start learning that as the product works, it does a lot more than just fixing dry hair. It fixes breakage. It oh, moisturizes. Yeah. It builds and it grows your hair. Um, and I think that's the fun thing or the fun journey I've had with the Nalatica brand up to that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, and um, that was in 2016 that mm. you launched, hey? Mm. So it's been three years now. Yeah, the company is three years going to four, which is crazy. Um, it's been a very hectic time. When I started, I think I was very optimistic, you know? Mm. Three months and I'm going to be rich and everybody's going <laughs> to buy this product. And then you put it on the market and you go, wait, I just marketed, I have to what do you mean market? Oh, okay, okay. So you have to start marketing. Okay, okay, we are these people. Now you have to go on Facebook. Like, okay, how does yeah. this work? So I had to learn every little step around building the brand and, and how anything and everything works around products. So you have to read up on everything yeah. and everything, uh, anything and everything around product launches. You look at your competitors, how they operate in the market. And I think because our competitors already started, or some are decades old. Mm. Real are decades old. Bushia Moisture are decades old. They've been doing it for a very long time. So it's almost like you have to be aspirational as a brand towards them, mm. but also service in your market. You know, So I think we're lucky enough to have a, pro a product that really works because then people kind of um, we'll have repurchase. Yes. Mm. Um, but also, now you have to play in the game, in, in, in the... I am a real brand kind of um, game. And that was, for me, a huge learning curve. So so when you left your job, <clears throat> how how big was Narotica? And did you have a plan? Like, did, were you, was your plan to leave your IT world and then mm. go straight into Narotica? Or yeah. did you actually, were you maybe going to get another job? Yeah. So no. No, I didn't have that kind of plan. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. This product is going to, and then this is going to happen. Um it took me quite a long time to decide to leave corporate. Mm -hmm. But by the time I left, you know, when you cut for, yeah, <laughs> I was done. Yeah. <laughs> so there was nothing to almost hold me back. But all, that's why I was saying also this was kind of pulling. It was a pulling effect more than just, uh, I don't know what the plan is, I'm just leaving. I could already see what the product was doing mm. and what the reviews were around the product. 
Um, so I left uh, corporate end of 2016 in August. Yeah. Uh, to focus on building the brand. And uh, we always think that the success of whatever you're building is going to come a lot sooner than it actually does. Mm. And the reason I think around that is that when you are in the academia space, you've got four years to complete your degree or you've got a year to complete your master, whatever, whatever it is you're studying, you know how long it's going to take. Mm. You would never know how long your product is going to take to grow. So when I started, I was like, nope, definitely. And then everybody's going to buy and then it's going to move easily. I mean, it just, it it took two years just to get into the retail space. Mm. You would have never thought that because I was like, this is such a quality product. It needs to be on the shelf. It works. You guys take it. That process of getting listed and them recognizing you, them testing the product, them making sure that it can sit on, on the shelf without burning people's scalps. You know, if Oh, you, if, do they actually, is that what? No, if you claim that your product is chemical free, it better be chemical free. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, you, better sub, you better be compliant and submit the right stuff. So if you don't have all of that and you think you're just going to put something on the market, it's not going to work like that. Um, so that, that was like the working progress process that we had to go through um and eventually yeah it was an interesting uh, uh, travel into clicks but eventually we launched in 2018 august only oh wow so two years later two years yeah and now you're on clicks you're yeah. on the shelves like, how crazy yeah <laughs> i'm sure you it walk in there crazy. and you're like is that my product no, it's crazy i think i get shocked every time because it doesn't dawn on me, right? It doesn't dawn <laughs> on It's like you're in your house or you're in your factory, busy working, and then you walk into the retail space and you go, okay, the stuff that I'm, okay, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Right? We went yeah. to Botswana maybe three weeks ago and we walked in. We're like, it's actually here. I think my parents couldn't comprehend like, it. Is, <laughs> is it really here? That's yeah. how, yeah. yeah. That's how shocking it is. Um, so that's a, that's a great win for the brand. Mm. But it is a lot tougher than than I ever expected, anticipated. It's very fruitful, a journey, but it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say are some of your your biggest um, setbacks or failures? Mm. And what did you learn from that? Failures. Um, I don't see anything as a failure. And I'll try and think hard around what um, I would deem a failure. I think everything that I've done has led to a lesson only because I stand here today in, uh, uh, able to look back, mm. right? Mm. So there are assumptions that I made that the business is going to grow quickly or thinking that the funding that we got to launch into retail, that was very tough. The funding that we got to launch into retail was a short-term loan, right? Mm-hmm. We launched into retail and the orders didn't come the way we thought, right? Actually, I have to tell you the journey of how we launched. So the the Clicks um, magazine that shows the three for two specials, yes. and 20% off, we were in that book a month before we launched. Oh. Because we thought retail was easy. So we already said online, we're coming to Clicks <laughs> yeah. soon. Everyone's excited. But we were not ready to launch because the funding hadn't come out. 
right? Because everything takes longer than you really think. So you push this side and you push and you're thinking it's coming and nothing happens in that week. Yeah. So it, we delayed me by three weeks. I need to go to Cape Town and beg if we could launch, right? And when we launched, so all the packaging had been done and we were ready to launch. We were late, by the way, by like two weeks. Mm. Um, and people had already seen the magazine. So they're like, are you going to be in clicks? And we're like, eh, okay. <laughs> if you say so, like, oh, we can see in the magazine. Like, okay, yeah. So kind of kept quiet. Kind of kept kept it on the low. Um, and then with the labels, we got to the DC. We're excited. And they said, open your boxes. They always check. The DC is a distribution center for, for the clicks uh, stores. And they opened the boxes. And one of the barcodes was incorrect. But I was so certain that was correct. I was just like the whole time, no, it's correct. And they were like, no, we're rejecting half of your stock. And I was like, no, but it's correct. Yeah. Because the labeling company had made an, an error. Oh, my goodness. Right? We were ready to launch. We thought we were going to be on the shelves. Yo. So the stuff that was rejected, I was flying all over the country, Durban, Cape Town, running around, relabeling all this stuff. So it, it, it got so ridiculous, right? The, 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 this is like launch dates and stuff like that. <laughs> mm. So when you look at products on the shelf, I used to walk around and I'd look at the product and you could see on the barcode, they pasted another barcode on the top and I'd be like, why would they, what, what yeah, is this? This yeah. is so dumb, right? That was me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that too. time I had to like relabel yeah, or, or put on that barcode manually. It was ridiculous, you know. Um, but eventually we're on the shelves. Another difficult lesson was as the products are on the shelves, so they're getting onto the shelves, they take longer. They don't go on the next day. And we're thinking, okay, we're on the next day, right? Even mm. if you're communicating with head office, they're like, don't worry, it's going to be there. There are processes in, in the middle that you must kind of follow. Mm. And we're all excited. We announced and people would walk in and say, we can't find your product. I don't think we get as many complaints anymore, but, Back then, nobody was finding the product. Oh my gosh! So now social media is like, okay, your product you is said. not. It's not on the shelves. Yeah, and we take photos, and she's like, look, it is on the shelves. <laughs> Running around was ridiculous. We're doing our own coding on the. Sh it was ridiculous. And eventually, I think maybe a month and a half later, <laughs> we kind of settled in. You could see some movement yeah. around. Okay, now let's take it on the shelves. Um. Yeah, that's that's. As I say, nothing much is a failure. Maybe the the anticipation that things happen a lot sooner. I'm I'm like that. I'm probably I used to be very impatient with everything, with marketing, with um, production. I used to be very impatient. Now it's a little bit more stable. Where mm. you're like, okay, this is how things work. They take a little bit longer than I'd like, but they actually get done. Mm. So you know, you kind of shift and you're flexible around how. Uh, your mindset works. Yeah, your mindset it's also not change. like corporate. In corporate, if you say I'm going to send this email tomorrow, it better be there tomorrow. So I was on that tip. Yeah, even, even yeah. now I'm still like that. But I've got some understanding <laughs> of okay, I'll wait another day. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, yeah, you bit anymore. more okay. I'm a little bit more chilled out. So yeah. Okay, so what would you say to someone who's looking to kind of follow in your footsteps? So someone who wants to launch mm -hmm. their own product, they yeah. start a brand. Yeah. What kind of what advice would you give them? I would um, advise that I think persistence got us to where we are. 
abnormal amount of persistence got to where we are because you get a lot of no's i think mm. um the, the the entrepreneurial world is surrounded by so many no's because so many people don't believe or don't see your vision let me not say don't believe but don't quite get your vision including your family by the way yeah so you spoke about me launching nyla first and then nyla take which is true so nyla was just the beautiful marula oil and different oils bringing those together doing um scrubs um and putting those onto the web, a website and that became a lot more popular a lot quicker than nylotica cuz people loved how they felt the quality of of those products but at no point did i think uh nylotica was under nyla I almost mm-hmm. like go off Nyla very quickly, very easily. Mm-hmm. And I am very in love with Nylotica and what it represents and what kind of brand it is. So if a person wants to start their own brand, they have to be so persistent that they have to understand that only they can see their own vision. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time to <clears throat> sell it to the next person. Yeah, And that is constant work, what you're doing. I mean, I sometimes fall off my own um processes sometimes i feel low in a day where i'm just like i don't know if i'm coming or going the next day you need to get back on it and make sure that you're running that path again another thing they need to do their market research so don't launch the brand or the product according to what you imagine talk to people <laughs> around you yeah cuz you might be thinking yeah. right like no. this is a bomb i'm done yeah yeah i'm winning um i think that can that can uh, kind of mess with someone's progress if they don't do their market research first mm. that's very important i always say that i'm like you have to do your market research and then push through so if if you've got something that you believe in you're going to work 10 times harder than if you just like okay let me try it on and see if it's going to work yeah. right so if anybody wants to start a brand don't even think about the money aspect of it understand what your vision is first mm-hmm. do your market research first and then go into it they always talk about differentiating <laughs> what your brand is about that annoys me but it's true yeah because everybody can say the same moisturize your hair moisturize your hair yeah we if hear it all the time all the time yeah. because even if a product doesn't moisturize they'll say we moisturize our hair the next thing is oh we don't have chemicals everybody all of a sudden doesn't have chemicals so you have to differentiate yourself i'm very passionate about building a brand that is high impact has some form of connection to the customer nobody else like the customer first mm. and then mm. retail and everything else will come in so you need to almost um build a brand around something specific mine is high impact hopefully as we grow mm. and that very close connection with the customer mm. is very important yeah me. yeah and so now you have a team now yeah we actually have a team yeah wow. a team <laughs> do you think yes. do you think that maybe you experienced at um um was it fnb was it the, the other yeah the where you were leading yes. do you think that has helped you now with leading a team yeah so because that can't be easy right yeah, you go so from like I, an employee to if you know the it space or an it mind that works by themselves yes Um I love me strategic I love the idea of vision and going my direction mm 
Um, but it was important that I lead a team and see where my gaps are. Now I'm very careful about leading a team. Now I'm very aware of how you structure their tasks, how you communicate what it is you see in your mind. As I say, your vision is yeah. in your head. You need to communicate that very clearly. So with the team now, it's almost like I'm always selling what Nalotica is to them every day. I have to live it in order for them to believe it. Yeah. They're just there to kind of do the work and... Half of them are like, okay, cool. But what we love is that just random people that we interact with will say, we love the brand. Oh, yeah, it's fine. my favorite thing about your brand is this and this and that. Mm. So I'm trying to live that in the team as well. Okay. That's important, mm. you know. I don't think I did that in corporate. Corporate was like, let's go. Let's win. Let's do. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, okay, let's do. But are you clear about what, what the, the tasks are? Where are we going? The vision. What's the, the vision strategy. is? Mm. To say, in the next three months, this is what we're going to accomplish. It's so important. But if you're just like, okay, the task for today is, the, there's no vision, there's no yeah. um, concerted effort together to get to a certain level. So, and understanding why it matters. Exactly. Why does it matter? That well, you why do am I doing task? this today? That's good. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, that helped me. If you talk about failures, maybe that's one of the lessons I learned from that period is that you kind of have to have your own vision. Yes, the company has a, a vision and you're given, but you also have to inspire the people that you work mm. with every day. So that's what we do. Our, our team is small, but we always say we punch above our weight, which I love because we always try and do something bigger. Than, we always try and look bigger than we really are because we're tiny. <laughs> but I always say our competitors or whoever in the market doesn't care how tiny you are, mm. you have to do your best in that space anyway. But they also started somewhere. Exactly, mm. exactly. They, they, also all, they also have their own stories. So if yeah. we're in that space now, that's fine, you know. So I guess I have to get patient around being tiny, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is something I'm learning. But yeah. yeah, you kind of learn as you go. Okay. And what have been, what, what for you are like the biggest highlights yeah. of your journey? Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot. So the, the 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 easiest one is just oh getting into clicks. Yeah. But for me, um, this has been a very spiritual journey. Very, it's almost like it's been an awakening for me. Mm. As you say, there's a huge difference between corporate going there every day. Another thing about corporate, you just drive there, right? If you don't feel like working today, you just sit, <laughs> and then the work must figure itself out. I'm not touching that. In Nilotica. You do your best every day. You wake up to something every day. And for me, that's like the biggest highlight for me. We get a lot of calls around, come and do an interview, come and be in this magazine, come be featured. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. And we want all of that. But the biggest highlight for me in my life is almost like this awakening. Um, that it takes me back to FNB innovation days, how alive I used to feel. Yeah. It's, it's gone back there. And like, if I look back at the corporate space and you grow and you're like, you become a little bit groggy, you do something every day. Also, you know, if something's broken, you're just on that fix it, fix it, fix it. Fix it. <clears throat> right now you can be creative in this space. You can literally visualize what it is you want to do and actually get it done. Yeah. That's big for me. You mm. know, um, As I said, when I wanted to do law, I loved the idea of, being very strategic. I've always loved strategy. You can actually not implement it in your own business space. So I love that around this brand. I adore it because it, it, it has been a, an awakening for yeah. me more than anything. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't highlight 
tangible things that happen every day. I highlight my everyday life of just, wow, I get to do this. This is amazing. That's been my biggest And that's important. Yeah. Hey? We're saying, um, one of my brother the other day, one thing that we do, we travel. I've never traveled Cape Town like I've traveled Cape Town in 2019. Almost every other, I'm in Cape Town, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for other people. You say, oh, I'm in Cape Town this week. Whatever. Really? And then, and then I'm like, nah, I was just having meetings, you know? But for me, it's like the yeah. place that you go and have meetings in and who you're talking to and the tables that you're sitting at. I get to do that. That's like the biggest um, thing for me. Um, the, the doors that we knock on. Yes. The doors that we're knocking on are huge. That you'd never in your whole life think you can knock on those mm. doors, but you insist on sitting on those tables. Mm. So for me, it's been um, such an amazing spiritual journey. That's okay. why I love the brand that much. I'm so, I'm so, like, I'm really so happy that I got to hear your story. Like, yeah. I never would have thought that a product that mm. I actually use, yeah, and like nobody even told me about it. By that, I just yeah. honest, I was, I was on um, Matebe's online yes, store. Yes, yes. I just saw the product and I knew that I needed a hair oil specifically. Yes, yes. I decided to buy it and then I fell in love it's with crazy. it. I never would have thought that a product that I use really, I could meet yeah. <laughs> a phenomenal black woman behind Aww. it. Like, this is actually so incredible for yeah. me personally. That's wow. amazing, yeah. Okay, so I also ask all of my guests this. So my favorite quote is, be who you needed when you were younger. Be who? Be who you needed when you were younger. Yeah. It's kind of something that I tried to live by. Okay. Um, so I always ask my guests this. Mm. What would you tell your younger self if you could go back? Yeah. What would you say to the younger Togozi? Yeah. So am I allowed to describe the younger Togozila first? Yes, yes. Who was um, very quiet and not quite sure about herself. Her surroundings defined her quite a bit, so they limited her. Mm. So I think she knew she was clever. She didn't know she was intelligent. Mm. And... In it's a pity she didn't know because it took a long time to get to a point where she was like, what, this is me, you know, like mm. I can do this. Um, it took me quite a long time to understand who I actually was. So to my younger self, I would say you are a lot bigger than you thought. The small world that you lived in, mm. yes, defined you, but defined you a bit too much. So you fell into the trap of not being confident enough and not knowing that you can change the world, basically change the world. Mm. And I am so glad for you that you grew up and you became who you were supposed to be. Um, And I think that's how much God loves you. He woke you up. In all the bad days that you had, he was waking you up. And only now can I kind of share the story because I'm on the other side looking yes. back and going, did I just pull that off? I just don't know how, but I, I pulled that off. Mm. And that makes me realize that she is, she, oh, she's smart. She's amazing. The younger me was always amazing. I just didn't know it yet. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. Eh? <laughs> and, <laughs> no, man. The tear joker and then... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like, I'm, yeah. that was, that's amazing, actually. Yeah, that's deep. So. And how can our listeners get in touch with you yeah. or your brand? How, where can they shop your brand? Yeah. Besides Flex, because we know yeah. Flex now. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, we are on Beauty on Tap with my Tebis, um app, online store. 
and then we are getting into retail spaces. So we are on nilotica.com, everything nilotica on social media. So we've got uh, quite a huge presence on, on social media. And we try and interact with our customer all the time. So any questions you have around natural hair, mm. natural hair care, we try and add as much value to you, even if you're not talking about the, 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 the product, product itself. Yeah. You're just asking, oh my gosh, my hair is breaking. We would like to add more value first, and then you can try the products. You're going to love them. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, yeah, we're almost always online interacting as quickly as possible okay. with our customer because we understand that's our base um, space where we talk to our customer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always say that. Like social media is the one place we can talk to the customer. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's 2019. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really like that. Okay, thank you so much for joining us today and thank sharing you your story. Me. Wow, this was like an amazing, amazing experience. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at SheBrigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you on the next episode. Bye.